Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Hey there, lady. Welcome back. Very special episode coming your way today. The times that I get to sit down and really, really chat it out with women in my life that I know personally is a really cool experience because I always learn something. I always take something away. Even if I know them, it's just a different platform. It's a different way. And I get to today and you all get to enjoy hearing from my amazing guest, Ramsey Blaze. I was able to meet Ramsey a few months ago and we have formed a really great friendship. She is support times a zillion. Always uplifting women, always searching for ways to bring more light, bring more love into this world. And she's somebody that I knew needed to be shared here on the podcast. She talks about she had adversity. She did not have it easy. She had every excuse and every reason to turn her back and to just say, you know what, I'm done with this. But she is resilient with to no end and you will hear that so. And she talks about how she picked herself up. She chose herself. She's working on herself every single day. She has a podcast of her own, the Pet Sitter Podcast. She has a business of her own. She is a mingler of all mingles in the Dallas scene, helping and lifting up other women. So sit back and enjoy the amazing, amazing woman, Ramsey Blaze. Welcome back, everybody. It's not often that I get on this podcast a chance to sit down and talk with a woman who I know personally and who I so deeply adore, and today is one of those days. My guest today is Ramsey. You might know her as the Pet Sitter or the Pet Sitter Podcast or all of the amazing things that she's doing in the scene of Dallas, Texas. So I appreciate you, Ramsey, and thank you for being here today. Thank you. Howdy. Thank you for having me, Megan. I'm so excited. I got to meet Ramsey actually last, was it May? I think last spring and we did a retreat together and oof, there are just sometimes where the universe throws people in your life that you wonder how you went on without them. And Ramsey's definitely one of my people. So you guys are in for a treat. Yay. I know when we all showed up to that retreat it's kind of like those this is omnius or is that the word I'm looking for but it's kind of like one of those horror stories where we all kind of meet up and it's like (laughs) do 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 we're in a cabin in the woods no cell reception yeah no cell phone reception and we all found magic in the woods and we all left as soul sisters um I had an incredible experience at the self-love retreat and I, I don't know how I have gone this long without you ladies in my life. So thank you. It was such an honor to meet you and to be guided by you and to have experiences with you in the woods. Well, likewise. And they're going to think like, what in the hell did they do? Like, what was going on? You guys, you'll have to go to the next one and you'll find out for yourself. Exactly. Uh, But Ramsey, why don't you go ahead and fill the listeners in on who you are and all of the, I don't even know what, 75 hats that you wear in a day (laughs) and juggle around? 
<laughs> Thank you. I, I am a professional juggler. Not really, but uh, it feels like it at times. So my name is Ramsey Blaze, and I reside and live in Dallas, Texas. I own and operate a geriatric and special needs pet care providing company. I also host and produce the Pet Sitter podcast. I'm also co-hosting and producing a new podcast, which I hope to come out later on in 2020, um, the Texas Podcast Girls. And I also am a social member to Dallas Blogger Babes, um, Dallas Social Influencers, and I just really try and get involved in my community. I'm also a volunteer at EARS Texas, and that stands for Education and uh, Rescue uh, Society, as well as eQuest. That's going to be a new volunteer venture. I'm very excited. And it is horse therapy. So I'll be volunteering in the stalls, the back end, taking care of the horses, making sure that they're really tended to. So I'm not necessarily going to be working with the uh, therapy patients, but I will be aiding the therapy volunteer service in the back end of the stalls. So yes, I stay busy and I'm really involved in my community. And I also really enjoy women like you, Megan, and serving a bigger purpose and helping really empower so many. Where did this journey begin for you, Ramsey? Oh my gosh. Great question. (laughs) I think it started from being born and falling (laughs) from the problem tree and smacking every branch on the way down. Um, Life has not been easy. And that's why I'm like so mindful now, especially as an adult, to always practice kindness because you never know someone's battle. And at the end of the day, we're all battling something, whether it's prior trauma, whether it's self-induced trauma, whether it's um, relationship stresses, financial stresses. I mean, the list goes on and on, right? And this journey really started from a kid and having problems my entire life. And being aware now that I'm an adult that, hey, I have choices and my vibe attracts my tribe. I have the power of mindset. I know you're coming out with a new mindset program, which I'm stoked about. And really turning inward and focusing on how can we untangle all of these knots that Ramsey has accumulated over a lifespan. You said it's a choice and you are so correct in that. But when you are faced with some really crappy things and the shit that life can deal us sometimes how do you say I realize it's a choice I don't want to sit in the negative I don't want to sit in victim I'm going to move forward yeah you know what being open to guidance and there are women in my life now who sit at my personal kumbaya table as you will my personal self-development table that I'm not going to lie, whenever I first met them, I was like, girl, what are you on? Like, mm-hmm. and it really took me choosing to be accepting of guidance from these amazing women who were already living their best life. And instead of judging and being like, you know, uh, you know, it was more of a, how can I get there? Sister, hook a sister up, give me a roadmap. And that was the biggest decision of my life to not only turn inward and say what's really going on internally inside of me, but also turning outward and accepting guidance and help from others. Because I wanted to be prideful. I wanted to be do it myself. You know, I'm drowning over here, but I'm going to teach myself how to swim. And it doesn't help when you're just drowning. You need those life boats. You need those lifesavers of other amazing like-minded women. And not every person might be for you. It, it, it really kind of takes feeling out 
who you think can help you, what they've been through. And it's amazing when you really let down your guard and be raw and real and open and honest with people, the guidance that they can give you that can help you. And that's really what it comes down to is setting that ego aside too. I think for myself, I won't, I I'm assuming for so many, but I know for myself in particular, having to admit, Hey, I don't have my shit together or I'm really having a hard time. I didn't want to, that made me weak quote unquote. And I was ashamed. Yeah. Same here. I felt that same way. It was like, wow, if I ask for help, that is just admitting self-defeat and that's the, that's the old mindset mentality. Now, the way that I look at it is like, why the heck didn't I ask for help sooner? I could have been saved and breathing and, and tanning on the beach. And instead, I'm over in the ocean drowning because I was just so reluctant to ask for help. And I think you realize, too, that when you open up and when you're honest, you realize that the people that you said are at your kumbaya table, the people that you're going out for reach Uh, help with too it's not that they have everything mastered they can then say hey guess what I get it I see you I'm struggling too or I had a struggle but let's work it through it together let's be that support for one another exactly or when you open yourself up to people and maybe they understand your traumas they then recommend a resource that you had no idea that even existed yeah. And, and and again, it goes back to opening up and taking that life jacket that's been thrown to you. And that was something that I did. Uh, you know, I opened up, I was honest and real um, about childhood traumas that I have. And someone referenced the Unique Foundation. And I was like, makeup, I don't need makeup. <laughs> and what the, re- what, what the Unique Foundation does is it helps women reclaim hope. So if you don't know what the Unique Foundation is, I highly recommend, especially if you have any kind of childhood trauma, you might have this particular type of childhood trauma, and reach out and, and, and find the help because I found my help through a resource that I didn't even know existed because I was vulnerable and opened myself up and was truly raw, real, and honest. Like, I am broken. I need help. Someone help me. And someone did. And it, it, it wasn't even someone that needed their resource. She just knew someone who knew someone who knew someone who utilized it. And it has been a total game changer, Megan. And it's been interesting to step back from afar and kind of watch your journey because we're not around each other. We kind of, of course, hang out in Instagram land as so many people do and communicate in that way. But to see your path and to see what it looked like when you really said, I'm fully diving into what I need to do for myself. And then the really awesome thing is the ripple effect that happened after how much you boomed, how much your business boomed, how much your content, the information that you share with the world was just flowing so furiously out of you because you created space for it. Exactly. I love that you're touching base on that. And thank you, by the way, for, for, for recognizing that because it gives me validation that like, I am making a I am doing something that is maybe aiding someone to help either inspire them or motivate them or helping them with a tool or resource that they didn't even know about because um, it goes back to, like you said, when I stopped internalizing everything and got that shit out in therapy and like real deal resources that could literally help me. You're right. It created space for abundance of creativity and flow and happiness. 
and I'm mad at myself. I'm not mad at myself. I guess I'm disappointed in myself for not asking sooner when now that I've asked for help, it's like, oh my gosh, I can breathe. I can accept these new amazing things into my life that the universe has given me because I was grasping so tightly on my secrets and my trauma and my, on my past. And whenever I just let it the fuck go, oh my God, they floated away like balloons, you know, and it, and it left me with free hands to accept new abundance from the universe. Well, and we don't know what we don't know. So yes, it is easy to get, you know, frustrated or look back and say, why didn't I do or X, Y, Z, but that's, we needed to be in that place in that very moment. Exactly. You know, what is meant for me shall not pass. Um, I'm exactly where I need to be. And the universe did not want me to get the help that I needed until I was older because I don't think I was ready. Even 10 years ago, had these resources been available to me, I don't think I was mature enough. I don't think I was disciplined enough uh, to really honor and respect what help I was getting to aid me to live my best life. And that resilience that came with that, it's just, it's really, really powerful. And can you speak on that too, of if there is somebody out there struggling, what is a first step that they can take? Or if they're really just grasping for straws, because sometimes it feels like that in the depths of all of it. What is one simple thing that somebody can stand up and say, I'm going to do this for myself? Totally. Realize that you're not alone. We live in this world of perfectionism, of social media. Everyone looks so perfect all the time. It's because it's photo edited. It's because it's purposefully planned like that. They don't talk about the struggles that they go through. They don't talk about the real shit that life throws at you. And I'm talking like some real shit. Like um, it can be, uh, you know, domestic violence. It can be... um, you're dealing with harassment at work, you're dealing with uh, financial struggles, you're dealing with whatever you're dealing with, realize that you're not alone. And the first step that you can do is realize that you're not alone and be comforted by that. And know that other people who are wanting community to help each other out exist out there. And it starts with just accepting that you just need to find your tribe to help you. Shame and blame and guilt are isolating. They thrive really are. when we're isolated. They they are. And, you know, and, and I, I'm still taking that day at a time. There are days where I just don't want to be around people. But I also have to realize that that's like drinking a slow poison. Okay, one day turns to two days. Two days turns to a week. And that week I didn't shower. I didn't, you know, that can be detrimental to your mental health. And so... Being brave enough to say, I'm not alone and I'm going to seek resources today. I'm going to hop on the line or or, or on my phone and I'm going to research how to get help in whatever I'm struggling. And I think that that is the best first step because sometimes you're not being real, raw, and honest and you're not talking about it. And if you're not talking about it, no one can help you. So maybe if you're too shy to talk about it with someone who might have a proper resource like a counselor or therapist... Sometimes doing personal research too, going on the internet, keyword typing in whatever you need help with can also aid if that helps. Mm-hmm. It does. And I knowing too when to call it out of saying, hey, guess what? Yeah, I 
am very much, I love my alone time. I thrive in that. But there is a point in time where I have to call it out and be very honest with myself and say, are you cultivating a story where you just need alone time or are you using this as a barrier? Exactly. Are you using it to escape because you can't open up? Mm -hmm. And that can be with anything. I did that with exercise for so long. My one-on-one clients, we talk about that in so many facets. Is it food? Is it exercise? Is it alcohol? Is it drugs? Is it, you know, whatever you are using as, as you said, perfectly as an escape mechanism, that's not healthy. Yeah, not at all. And, And being raw, real and honest with that. And that's something else I struggled with this year was realizing my addictions and my codependencies were on um, unhealthy habits that were not serving me. And once I cut it out, and, and it takes work to do strengthening the prefrontal cortex to really have that strong um, or not weak willpower. You know, there's some people, have you ever noticed uh, they might be really quick to like fight or flight? They're mm-hmm. Poor self-control, as you will. I was one of those people, and it takes strengthening your prefrontal cortex to really soothe yourself and calm yourself down to, like, bring you back down to reality. Like, okay, what's really going on? Instead of turning to these unhealthy habits that feed your body momentarily, and it's not your fault. It's literally your brain telling you you're stressed out. You're stressed out, Ramsey. What makes you feel good? Ooh, that big, fat pizza. Yeah, girl, order that pizza. That's your... That's your self-control at its weakest telling you to like temporarily soothe yourself when it takes a lot more work strengthening the prefrontal cortex, like journaling, doing mindset, meditation things, doing um, yoga, things that really challenge your, your and, and, and restore and rebuild your prefrontal cortex to help you better handle stressful situations. Because at the end of the day, we all have a choice to you know, feed the wolf. Have you ever heard the the story of two wolves? I promise there's a point to this. Have you ever heard the story of two wolves? Okay. I learned this at retreat and it was just like mind blowing. So the story of two wolves, um, a grandfather is telling his grandson that in each side of one of us, we have two wolves. One wolf is peaceful and happy and calm and caring and just a good servant to the world and the other wolf is full of ego anger jealousy comparison and self-destruction and the little boy looks at his grandpa and goes well which wolf lives inside of you like how do you know which one lives and the grandpa says whichever wolf you feed Mm. deep right Mm -hmm. my mind never heard that and so it takes me still daily reminders it's like which wolf am I going to feed Ramsey if I'm doing something that is not serving me that I'm not proud of that um, is not who I am that's that's not feeding the right wolf you know I want to feed the wolf that's going to make me feel good that is doing service to my community to the world and making a difference And I think too, as you said, I even challenge that is what you said is, yes, we need to build those things up and rewire those pathways in the brain, but sometimes not getting so stuck on, it's not just, it's, it's not just a matter of getting stronger willpower. It's a matter of all of the things that Ramsey said, putting a toolbox around you so you can say, Hey, I'm still feeling this way. That feeling's not going to go away. Anxiety, stress, that trigger might not go away. But how you react and you respond to that trigger are those tools 
that you build up and you put around you so you have a backup plan when shit hits a fan. Exactly. And I love that you just touched base. I just want you guys to know that whatever you're struggling with, you're not alone. But to also realize that there is no cure-all. There will never be a cure-all. You will never wake up one day without these feelings. However, like you just touched base on, you can choose to have those tools and resources and that work that you put into yourself by investing in time and working on yourself so that when those hurdles come, because it's not a question of if they're going to come back, it's a question of when. When are those Mm -hmm. hurdles going to come back? And you want to be prepared for that. And that's like... The number one thing that I'm doing right now is consistently making sure that I do what I need to do to stay on top of my game. Because the minute I stop, Megan, is the minute that that wolf that's not good is being fed. And it can creep back up really fast. And then it spirals so easily. Exactly. And it's not, it's not that, that it's, and and I don't want to. I don't want to say like people are choosing to do that because I don't choose to wake up and feel anxious or maybe depressed that day. It's literally just my body taking over, and then I have to step in and say, "No, body, not today. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. thank you." And then reach in my toolbox and pull out whatever I need that day. So whether it's um, a mindful walk, you know, enjoying nature, putting my phone away, you know, I still take it for safety reasons, but really enjoying nature sounds, or maybe it's journaling, or maybe it's a guided meditation, or reading or something that's going to serve me well, and turn that treadmill back down to a level. That's the way I like to describe trauma is like, it's like a treadmill that gets turned on and you can never turn it off. But you can learn to control the treadmill to where it's manageable to where you can still walk on it. But whenever you're not doing what you're supposed to do like whenever you're not utilizing tools and resources to better yourself that treadmill slowly starts picking up to six miles an hour then 10 miles an hour and then pretty soon you're going like 12 15 miles an hour and that is not sustainable right that that's when shit hits the fan literally that's such a good analogy because you can feel that and from somebody if you've ever been on a treadmill and accidentally have pushed that down that is so mimicking the feeling of what it feels like when you do get anxious and when the world speeds up and it's like, I'm not in control of it and it's just going faster and faster and I cannot stop it. Exactly. And so learning tools and resources to, to slow the treadmill back down. Cause again, you can never turn it back off. Unfortunately, that's what sucks. And that's why it's so important to a, just be kind and spread kindness, but also, you know, be very aware in the world, be very aware of what's going on because trauma is trauma. And at the end of the day, it's been scientifically proven. It cannot be turned off once it's done. That's why we have so many people with PTSD these days. It's trauma. You can't turn it off and people are suffering from it. And it takes holistic wellness coaches like yourself, like others to really dig deep and answer those questions. And honestly, I feel like mindful coaching has done so much better for me personally than any kind of pharmaceutical drug could have done. Because that's just a band-aid. Yes, exactly. It's You're temporary. Not, and and you then, might, it might help and it can be an aid, but it cannot be, like you said, the one thing that does it. Exactly. There is no cure-all, end-all, be-all. But the best way that I can live a life sustainably is knowing that resources like yourself and others are out there that guide and help. They truly do. But it also takes work on my end to put into myself and get raw, real, and honest 
for instance, um, I recently, I've been on a, I've been on a health journey for two years and this is so sickening, but it's, I'm going to touch base on it. I would lie to my food apps. I had six carrots today. Instead I had, you know, three pieces of pizza and a gallon of ice cream, but I was that mentally warped in my mind. Oh, that I was lying to the food apps on my phone. Like I'm, I'm going to say that almost all of us that have tracked food that have some kind of unhealthy behavior with food totally did. <laughs> totally did. Or I would measure my scale, food on the scale, but then like turn it off and take it off and then like put more in. Like that didn't, then like it magically didn't exist. Yeah. It's like I didn't have to know how much was in there. Exactly. And it's like, it's those sick games that we play with ourselves. You know, it's no one else doing it. It's us doing it to ourselves. And so getting out of our own way and being raw and real and honest and is like, you know what, what am I doing this for? It doesn't make me feel any better. I know that I just did that and taking control of my life and, and just being transparent with yourself is so important during your journey, no matter what journey you're going on, because then you can really get the help that you need. You know, it's like studying for tutorials. You know, you can take a test all day long, but you're cheating yourself if you don't study and you have to study to stay on top of it. Well, you have to put in the work to do that. Just like you have to put in the work on yourself. So it's been a, it's been a journey and it's still continuing. Did you feel like there was a good hunk of time when you were running from your problems and then that allowed you to stay really busy or stay active or continue to grow your businesses in the way that you did? Because um, you also taken care of like, that's a job. So was oh that gosh. an escape for Yeah. So I'll say that I do need to be careful about that still, you know, because that's a form of isolation whenever I am overworking. But now it's kind of, and I will say I did used to do that. Even whenever I was younger in my 20s, um, I would kind of seclude myself being like, oh, I have to study. I got to do this. I would purposefully take like some of my, one of my last uh, semesters in college, I'll never forget. I was taking Latin two, organic chemistry, trigonometry, um, biology, like a, a, it was a microorganisms, I think. And then I was also taking, um, oh gosh, what was the, it was another, but it was just, it was insane. Like all of my friends were like, are you crazy for taking, you know, usually you split it up with electives and all this other stuff, but that was a form of like control. It was a form of, um, me having excuses of being busy, you know, to, 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 to run from my problems, um, having an eating disorder in college, uh, just, you know, purposefully withholding food, purposely withholding calories. Um, those were all definitely unhealthy. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Unhealthy relationships that I had uh, were definitely feeding into that. And it took really getting raw, real honest as an adult now. And I, again, I'm mad at myself for not doing it sooner, but I was not ready 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or the resources that were best fitting you weren't there either. They weren't available for that option in that moment. Exactly. You know what I will say 10 years ago, I was almost 21. I'm going to be 31 on January 11th. So soon. And- so soon. And 10 years ago, I was 21. 
And to think that like Instagram didn't exist, like what? Mm-hmm. I didn't even have an iPhone. That was like a Gucci bag. Okay. Like no one had iPhones. None of my friends had iPhones. That was still, everyone still had the Blackberry and like the razor phones. So just knowing that so much is at our fingertips nowadays, there's really no excuse to not seek help if you're ready. You know, and that's a huge part of it too, is you have to be ready. You can't make someone change. You can't change if you don't want to change. You have to really just be fed up with lying to yourself, with uh, disappointment, with, with, with depression. You have to be, you just have to be ready to change. You do. You have to come to that space on your own and nobody's going to make you a no, no, no words, no actions, nothing is going to change that until you're ready to accept that. Or it's just not going to, it's not going to change sustainably. Exactly. And recognizing when it's time to change, when you're in a, it, it, when you're in a uh, funk in your life and like, you just feel like in a rut, maybe you just need a life re-edit. Like I'm going through a life re-edit <laughs> in 2019. It felt like it was like re-editing everything. And it is refreshing because I was scared to death whenever, you know, um, restarting a bunch of things, uh, restarting my health journey, um, all that stuff. It was pretty scary. And so, but I was ready for a change, you know, looking back, I could not still be living the way that I was even a year ago. It just wasn't sustainable. It wasn't, I wasn't happy. I look at pictures of myself and I don't even look the same, Um, you know what I mean? It's just, I don't even recognize that person and it's only been a year. So I'm just so happy that I finally found help and life is a dark, scary trail and it takes women like you and other women who are standing on the trail with little lanterns, you know, lighting up the way and saying, Hey girl, you're not alone. Like, come on, let me show you how to get here. Let me show you how to get here. And really helping each other get to be in better places in our life is so important community you know back back to that community space all over again yeah in the midst of all of this now that you can say yeah I do a zillion things I I'm going in a million different directions that that I love that I enjoy doing right now how do you still make time and prioritize that time for your healing for the work that you need to do on yourself when your schedule is packed from sun up to sundown and past that Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's been really difficult. And I have to keep myself in check about that. And I have to be honest, like, hey, girl, did you like, for instance, I have not done things that I need to be doing in the past three days. I have not done them. And I'm disappointed at myself. And it's because I haven't made time. And so today I'm making it a point whether no matter what time it happens to be, but I definitely need to do some online coursework, some some online counseling, Um, I need to go and do my yoga. That was something that was very important just on my recovery journey from, um, from trauma is doing daily yoga. And that's something that I haven't been honoring. And so making the time and space for it, like tonight, I know, I don't know what time it'll get done. It might be 11 PM whenever I'm doing it, but after I'm done doing it, I'm going to feel so much better knowing that I took the time out for myself. So maybe, for someone who has a busy schedule like me and, and you're, and you're right. Some days I do pull 21 hour shifts. That's a choice that I make. Um, and I just have to make time for myself. So between bookings, um, whether I stop at a park 
and do yoga on a bench there. That's happened before, like at a kid's park, I'll play like on the jungle gym part <laughs> down and, you know, get creative with it. You don't have to be in a therapist's office to do therapy. You don't have to be in a gym to work out. Utilize areas around you. I get to stay in some of the most amazing houses here in Dallas with koi fish ponds. You better believe I'm out there every morning if I get to stay at their house. I'm staying at one right now. They have a koi fish pond. And part of my job is, you know, caring for the koi fish and making sure that the motor's running. So technically, you know, I'm on it's the It's your job. It's my job. But, you know, I'm out and I'm sure they're watching on their security cameras. You know, I'm out there doing Tai Chi in the sunlight. <laughs> but it's also utilizing your resources. So maybe if you work at an office. And your office has an amazing lobby that is just really zen. Have you ever walked into, like, a hotel lobby and you're like, oh, my God, I could live here? Mm -hmm. Go down to the lobby, pop in your AirPods, and do something there. Do something, um, whether you're just mindfully breathing, that's something that you can do where people aren't going to be like, oh, my God, this woman's dancing in the lobby of our office. You know, mindfully breathing anywhere that you can be. I did not realize the importance of breathing until after I took your – retreat class at the self-love challenge retreat and I've been implementing breathing ever since because it has literally changed my life it it's like pushing a reset button if that makes sense it is, mm-hmm. it is. or have you ever um opened up a, a, a carbonated drink and it just like like it relieves the pressure from the carbonation that's what breathing does and it's so easy to do and you can do it anywhere right And we do it all the time, but we don't ever do it correctly. And breathwork has changed my life. I'm doing a breathwork certification course in March. And it just, I can't wait to be able to bring those, that healing modality. Because like you said, Ramsey, we do it. We all, you know, like it's part of life, but we don't actually really take a deep breath. Usually until somebody says, hey, drop your shoulders and take a deep breath. And it's like, oh, I have like eight more gallons of space in my lungs than I ever thought that I did. Yeah. And it lowers your blood pressure and your heart rate. And it really pushes like reset mode. Like, okay, boomer style, you were going to get mad at that woman for cutting in line in front of you this morning at Starbucks, breathe. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden it's like, go ahead, girl. You're probably running late to work. You know, it's like a reset, a mind altering, like just bigger picture It just slows everything down so you have space to not react immediately, but you can analyze what's happening and give it, give it a moment to stew instead of just immediately going into reaction mode. Exactly. Exactly. Ramsey, where can everybody find you? Where can they listen to your podcast, see all of the content that you have? I think it's great for all women I think it's amazing not only if you work with pets but if you have pets your content and just everything that you're doing in the Dallas scene and growing that and helping other women do the same awesome yeah so I do have a public Instagram page and it is the pet sitter podcast I also um my the the pet sitter podcast is available on all major platforms so Apple Google Spotify Breaker radio cast or radio public and pocket cast and um also on anchor i i do all of my they're my platform distribution host is anchor um and you guys can find me on those reach out to me dm me let me know if 
y'all ever need anything, I'm always more than willing to help a fellow sister who is on their own journey, who might need a ear to listen to, or maybe just a piece of advice or a resource. If you're going through anything, I'm always here for you guys on the public page. You guys can find it again at Instagram at the pet sitter podcast. And I'll make sure that all that's linked in the show notes. So it can be easy clicks for you guys to go ahead and see and grab um, Ramsey and kind of check her out as she's going, see the cool houses that she gets to stay in and the koi ponds and all those fun perks too. And you know, Ramsey, I always have to ask my my questions here at the end to wrap up. But first of all, what is the very first thing in the day that you do every morning that is just for you? Oh my gosh, I open. <laughs> Let so the I get light the in. sun in my face, and then I hydrate. Perfect. You have to. Everyone should. That should be a mandatory for all of us. Yes. What uh, would you say is your super weapon? Oh, my gosh. This is going to sound crazy, but being uh, underestimated a little bit, I really like surprising people with as much as I can do. And I think it's because I'm a little bit reserved and quiet, but I have a powerful ambition and voice. So I feel like that's kind of my superpower. I like that one. And what does being fierce mean to you? Oh my gosh. Being fierce to me is owning your own story and not trying to replicate someone else's or follow someone else's, but really truly find your own path and run with it because you never know the dark path that you're lighting up for other people. Which you just showed here today. So you're definitely living proof of that for sure. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, Ramsey. I am honored to know you. I'm honored to have you on the show and be able to share your words and your value. And I know that ultimately your goal in life is to impact as many people as you can and to leave a positive mark on this world. And I know that you're doing that now. And I can't wait to see how many more lives you'll continue to impact. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Megan. And thank you too. I honor you, sister. And you're making so many waves in just self-development world of becoming our better selves. So thank Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.